previously on my best friend's journal. Instead of a hammer, I used a hatchet. Instead of a wrench, I used needle nose pliers. Instead of the right drill bit, I used the wrong drill bit. And, and, and If you and, name one more tool, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I did touch a dick. It was, uh, it was by accident and it was your dog, but I... <laughs> Mom told me dad is definitely going to prison, but we don't know for how long. And she cried. She's so overwhelmed and it's awful. Yeah, she's been dealing with this since police came to the house. Well over a year ago in real time. He was trying to manipulate his elder in-laws and, and his own parents and saying they had like dementia, basically saying yes. that he was a caretaker and, and he would never abuse someone with dementia. The job he was doing was a distributions manager for a warehouse, and the it was a family-owned business. They sold equipment to firefighters, EMTs, cops. So there's guns, there's helmets, there's flashlights, there's knives, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You said that just so you can put it up previously on later, didn't you? <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Good afternoon, Cam. How you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Oh my god. I asked Cam to not scream the first word, because sometimes it cracks a little bit, and so he's being a real dick about it. Uh, <laughs> Giving me, uh, what is it, ASMR uh-huh, whispery yeah. sounds. <laughs> that that tickled me. Sorry. I uh, just had to fuck with you a little bit. I'm very well. How are you, friend? I'm good. Uh, your cough sounds better. And, and by better, I mean, you don't have a cough, but all last week I'm, you were <laughs> hacking up a long old man. Yeah. Little do the listeners know that uh, half of last episode got cut because I couldn't <laughs> stop coughing into my microphone. Um, before we get into um, the gay flu, this is my best friend's <laughs> journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And I think we can't call it the gay flu because <laughs> there's already like a disease that kind of that kind of embodies that uh-huh yeah um there there's been a lot of talk going around about um all the gays getting sick after pride month because we were all home for a year with no you know with very inactive immune systems yeah, and they, were, we, they were unpracticed unpracticed yes they totally were uh mine got some practice so did yours last week you were talking about how you had a cold um this entire past week i've had this really um, just like I, probably like a respiratory infection, like cough, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like hacking shit up. Couldn't really sleep. Um, thank God for Mucinex is all I can say. I'm feeling much better and uh, I can talk without hacking. So, hey, I'm I'm very happy for you. <gasps> um, what? Speaking of hacking. Oh, did you see that hacks got 15 Emmy nominations? <gasps> I did not. But that's exciting. They 15! deserve it. I know. Yes, Gene Smart. And you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Or at some point after they release. At some point, you um, heard it here. Actually, the Emmys are looking really solid. Uh, the best actress category is a real a real gay dilemma. It is a real gay dilemma. I saw a meme the other day that someone shared that just said, you know, this best actress category is uh, going to cause some real rifts in gay friend groups. <laughs> it's super <laughs> true. 
It's lead actress in a limited series or movie. It's Michaela Cole, Cynthia Revo, Elizabeth Olsen, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Kate Winslet. The only one I can happily get rid of is Elizabeth Olsen, but everyone else, that's tough. Oh yeah, I didn't watch WandaVision, but I did love literally everything else. Actually, that's a lie. I did not watch The Queen's Gambit, but I loved <gasps> Anya Taylor-Joy on SNL. Oh my god. Well, I mean... I- you do what you want. It's a treat. You're missing out. Do what you want with your body? No, you don't do what you want with your body. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I will watch it. It's been on my list for a while. I feel, um, you know how you often say like something was of a moment. Now you're not like very uh-huh. motivated to watch it. That was one of those where everyone was talking about it and I was deep into something else. And then by the time I was ready to watch it, no one was talking about it anymore. Well, you absolutely should get back into it. It's it, It'll hold up, okay. I promise. Um, but okay. my vote here is from Michaela Cole, I will say. I feel like she's got to get it, especially because she was so snubbed recently at the, uh, what was it, SAG Awards? And the Globes, too, the I Globes, think. The Globes, sure. Yeah, um, you know what? I, I do have a special place in my heart for Kate Winslet and her um, Pennsylvania accent, so I don't know. It could be, there's a lot that I could fight for here, but for me, it's between Michaela Cole and Kate Winslet, just based on what I've seen, um, because I will never not say to you, you murdered my daughter! You murdered my daughter! <laughs> Grab me some water! <laughs> Since we're chatting about all these gay icons, or soon-to-be gay icons, shall we do a gayest moment? Sure, bring it on. Gay, 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 gay. I don't know if I can call Elizabeth Olsen a gay icon, but maybe. I think she is. She we're, who, who knew that that would be the Olsen that we were talking about all these years later? Who, who knew? knew? Who Except knew? for Ashley Olsen, who recently went hiking with a machete and a cocktail. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. Good for her. Good for her. Um... <laughs> You and I are going camping uh, soon. I would like you to procure a machete for me, and I will recreate that image. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a little bit of a folding saw. Is that okay? Uh, does, does it have to be plugged in? <laughs> no. It's a saw like that you can use to saw firewood, but it folds down on itself so the blade's in the handle, so you unfold it. You can you can go hiking with you that. You know how I feel about when you talk about tools. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Then I'm going to really disappoint you because my gayest moment this week is the straightest moment. So, uh, real quick, back-to-back themes. Hold on. So my straightest, butchest moment of this week was on Sunday. Um, Peter had to work, so I took my happy ass into Denver because I wanted to go shopping for camping equipment. So I was like Patagonia, and I went to REI. But um, I was walking around uh, one of my favorite areas of town, and I was really hungry. It was lunchtime. And I was like, you know what? I want tacos, which is kind of my go-to, like, on a date with myself, you know, like, lunchtime. I just Mm -hmm. always want tacos. Right there, that's kind of straight of you, because taco is, of course, a euphemism for vagina. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That, however, is not where I was going with this. (laughs) So, um, I found a place online to go get tacos, um, and I went up. They had a a rooftop bar, which was really nice. It was a beautiful day. And I went up there and sat at the bar, ordered myself a beer and some tacos, and I was, like, scrolling on my phone, and I glanced up, and the big TV behind the bar was playing the Euro 2020 final, Mm -hmm. um, and and like the, the big soccer final and it was England and Italy. I <laughs> Thank mean, this you is for us, way, uh, This <laughs> is way old news by now. Um, it was a really good match and weirdly soccer is very fun to watch. Um, I never, ever think about like sitting down to watch a game. The guys are famously very hot. They're famously very hot and I am a sucker for anything where like the world is watching. That's why I love the Olympics because mm. it just feels like the biggest stage. It's like a billion people watching. It's so fun. Like all of Europe and much of the world is obsessed with soccer and so everyone's watching this, you know, huge, huge match and I sat at a bar by myself and drank beers and watched most of that game. It did go into like extra time and 
then it ended in penalty kicks and that's like a whole half an oh, hour God. extra and i was like no i can't deal with this so well, i God. left when it was tied um <laughs> and then i looked up the score later so i'm like not that dedicated to it but i did stay for probably 45 minutes longer than i would have just because i was like addicted to the soccer match isn't that weird and that is straight. so weird oh my god i can't i um, quite enjoyed myself and then i got up and went to rei and i bought camping equipment i mean it was like the butchest of the days wow um so i'm kind of like committed to this butch girl summer um at least butch girl july because i'm like very into camping right now we're going this weekend you and i are going later in the summer i've been back to using my tools and building things for the house i'm just uh i'm kind of in with both feet okay birkenstocked feet (laughs) i have to accept you as you are you are my friends regardless of the straight choices you make um (laughs) i support your lifestyle that. (laughs) that means the world to me I'm very excited that you're doing a little camping tryout before we do ours later in the summer with Kick. Uh, we'll report back oh on God, that yeah. when it happens. But please let let us know how your your first adventure is with uh, Peter. So historically, when I have camped, um, like as an adult, it's been like backpacking, like lightweight camping. And this is I never go car camping, like where you just like drive up to the campsite and you can bring like all the gear you want to bring, which is kind of fun because you can bring things like a camp stove and a, like chairs and a big comfy tent and all that kind of shit. So we're car camping and we're going this weekend mainly because. Because Peter isn't sure that he likes camping. He likes the idea of camping, but he hasn't been since he was like a kid. And he really didn't love just like being outside and doing it when he was a kid. So um, we're going to try it out. I booked a, a campsite that's like maybe an hour, hour and a half away. So it's not too far. We're bringing the dogs. We're just going for one night. See if it's something we enjoy doing together. Good little sample. And sure. Yeah, good little sample. I know that I like camping. Um, I would like to go more often with him and the dogs. So fingers crossed he enjoys it. Um, but this is also good to see like what kind of gear I have and what I need for a longer camping trip with you and Kick later in the summer because we're going to go exploring. Yeah, that'll be very fun. Um, Please do report back to us. I want to know how it goes. I hope it is a success so you guys can do more of it. I promise I will. It's going to be uh, probably pretty low-key. I mean, we're going to get there, set up the tent, crack a bottle of That's wine. That's like the point of camping. Yeah. I want camping to be low-key. Totally. It should It should be. It's not. We're not like fly fishing or going on any crazy hikes <laughs> or anything. You know, We're just like going to go like sit in the woods. I think it's... Oh, please like, fly fish. Please fly fish. I want to see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Peter and waiters just hating me. Um, <laughs> I think that... Uh, the best part of it too is that I'm pretty sure we won't have any cell service. So like it'll be just 24 hours, but without being able to sit and scroll, which is really nice. Love it. Anyway, did you do anything gayer than me? Yes. I'm going to bring it back on brand to this gay ass podcast. Um, so I had this coming because I joke a lot about, you know, doing weird things with, with your dogs in, in particular, um, you know, mm-hmm. that one Touching time penises and shit. Well, there was an accident when I touched Fergus's penis. Um, but, you know, I've made maybe one too many jokes. Anywho, I have been hanging out with this fella and we were. Um, what fella? Uh, just this guy. A few dates. Okay. I don't want to get into too many details because my mom will inevitably call me in a fury that Think I didn't that tell you have her a boyfriend? first. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So you've been on a date or two. We've been on, yeah, we've been on a few dates. Anywho, um, he came over to, to chill. Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Chill on your dick. No, no, it's all been very innocent. Um, Anyway, he brought his dog, whose name, as a subplot to my gayest moment, is Ali Main from um, (laughs) A Star is Born, which I haven't seen yet. I still haven't seen A Star is Born, which is, I know, a tragedy. I'll get there. I'll get there. You just lit me up and tore me down all at once. That's Lady Gaga. Also, I happen to know that one of his friends is a listener of this podcast and it's definitely going to be a real big giveaway that I just gave the dog's name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, he brought his dog over so she wasn't alone. Um, and we are just making out a bit. And the dog was not mm-hmm. having it. She threw herself in the middle and was fully a part of it. Um, at one point, I was like, how did you, how are you doing that? Until I realized it was his dog licking my neck and not him. Um, <laughs> are you serious? Yes, she was fully a part of this. And I was like, you know what? I am having a three-way oh. with the dog. And this is what I get for all of my fucking bestiality jokes. Oh my God, that is a very gay moment. You had a three-way with Allie Mae. <laughs> <laughs> all right, three-way is a, is a gross overstatement. <laughs> also, this... This little dog only has three and a half legs, which I think is so fun. I called her Hoptina. Nope, nope, nope. Hold on. Hoptina? <laughs> is that what you just said? Yeah. Uh, how does one have half a leg? Um, It just stopped growing. It's got like kind of the pads on it, but oh. she just born that way. Um, Oh, she was born that way. Lady Gaga dog. Oh my God. So much Gaga. So much Gaga. Good dog. Um, That is so precious so it's just got a little little half leg that doesn't quite reach the ground yeah she's very sweet very sweet but has zero boundaries so we're gonna work on that um but anyway i i I thank her for providing me with the gayest moment wow that is uh precious all right well i'm not gonna dig into your current love life because i know how you like to spill the tea on things that have ended but like you're very uncomfortable talking about things in process so we'll see how that goes later you only recently know talking to a man that has a cute dog you (laughs) (laughs) i do only recently know this i was trying to dig in and get some like real details from one of mike's last dates and he got so clammed up and sweaty i was like excuse me well i was sweaty because it's 90 degrees in july but i was clammed up (laughs) you looked so uncomfortable all shifty you ended the video chat i was like what did i just do yeah i don't know my friend i'm like very happy obviously (laughs) obviously if you've made it to episode 108 you know i'll talk about pretty much anything um but Uh it feels like when it's active when it's not a story when it's when it's my Uh current life it feels much more intimate and i get it it is it's much more vulnerable it's a whole different thing because it's not that's not wrapped up with a neat bow you know it's still like happening yeah um, so I guess I'll try and see a therapist about that. <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> Put it on the list. You go ahead and fuck yourself, Shepard. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, before I excuse myself to do just that, um, have you been watching or listening to anything that you want to recommend to the people? Um, yes. So the other day I watched the Bo Burnham special on Netflix. Uh, I was with my friend Janine, and she has been screaming it from the rooftops. She's seen it like three times now. Oh, damn. I loved it. I was very impressed with that. I started watching it again last night, so I've seen it one and a half times now. I am so impressed with him. I didn't really know any of his stuff. I know he was like a famous 16-year-old YouTuber or something, um, but I haven't, you know, I never really watched his stand-up or anything. He does like kind of musical sketch comedy, and that's what this this whole movie is. It's... Basically a sketch show. He does the entire thing from his home in during quarantine, and he lets his hair oh, and wow. beard grow the whole time. And progressively throughout the whole thing, you see more and more equipment like cluttering up his place. And it just, it is the perfect balance of like it, it's dark at times. It's uh, but it's hysterical. It's really, it's just incredibly well done. He's a smart comic. He's super thoughtful, um, and it, it it like gently talks about like mental health in the state of the world while also maintaining its humor which is not an easy thing to do and no it's really hard he did the entire thing himself so he wrote the songs he edited the songs he recorded all the video he like bought lighting and all this kind of shit he did he edited the movie it's i am 
astounded by um, his capacity to put that much creative energy into this. It was really, really well done. Wow, that is high praise. It sounds almost like like how you and I have talked about um, some of our favorite stand-up these days, like Verges on performance art, like Hannah Gatsby. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not just up there doing observational comedy. It's like actually people making a point, having an opinion. There's a real arc to the show. Um, it is there's a it's this brave new world of like not just stand-up specials, but like what comedy can be and yeah. what it can say and how it can be portrayed. Um, I'm excited to watch it and I will absolutely, I, I will do that. I'll take that recommendation. They are very, very different, but I do think that Hannah Gatsby is a really good comparison just in the way they both, um, you know, use some of the darkness of their own life to find humor. Uh-huh. Um, sure. He also is like perfectly self-aware and he makes a comment about being self-aware, not absolving you of anything. He's like, if you're self-aware that you're an asshole, you're still an asshole. He's like, commenting uh-huh. on yourself does not forgive you for anything you do just because you're aware of it. And that really like struck uh-huh. a chord with me because I think about that, you know, when recording this. I'm like, is it funny because I know that I was an asshole to this roommate from 10 years ago? It's not. It, but and and me knowing it doesn't doesn't change what it is. But I just thought it was an interesting point that I really related to. All right. Well, I'll let you know if there's anything that I similarly relate to when I watch it. Do you have any content to recommend to the folks? Um, you know, not really. I've been kind of wrapping up the things I was listening to last week. Um, I did want to make one comment. I, I talked about the TJ Klune book, uh, The Lightning Struck Heart, the audiobook. Uh, and it is I, – I finished it because I've been – you know how I like to keep all my butchness pretty gay? So I've been, like like I said earlier, building shit and working on my table saw. And I like to listen to, like, really um, just raunchy gay sex scenes. That's the only time I ever <laughs> listen to things that, like, border on, or, like, romance or, like, like raunchy at all. It always turns out I'm doing something really just, like, butch at the moment using power tools. <laughs> By far the most explicit gay sex scene I've ever read slash listened to happened in this book yesterday while I was cutting wood. I was like, oh, my (laughs) God. Cutting wood? I hope not your own. That was not even a euphemism. It was shockingly graphic um, to the point where I was like, do I need to transcribe some of this so I can read it on the podcast? No, it would make me blush. I mean, we're talking about (laughs) Which would be fine because it is an audio medium. Fair enough. At (laughs) one point, they're like post-coital and he's like he's like laying there like as sweat and jizz dried on their bodies it's like it was kind of gross but it was really it was really intimate even though i was starting to feel kind of itchy but his legs were entwined in mine and his his flaccid dick was laying on my thigh i was like oh my god i know exactly what that situation is it was just (laughs) but it was like it was uh, very much written from the perspective of someone who was like unapologetically sex positive and like from their own experience because it was just what sex was like which was nice it was hot but the point of this is to say i i recommend this book with like the biggest caveat because i really don't want people thinking that i think this is like literature this is like the most like frivolous no stakes casually written book I've ever listened to in my entire life. But that being said, I still did enjoy it. Um, But if you need like literally the most like light, easy read, for example, if you've recently finished A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara and you need something else. Still fucking chipping away. I can do minutes at a time. (laughs) I've got some, I've got some really uh, like dessert level gay pop fantasy fiction for you after this dessert level okay it's hard to like recommend something like that because someone has to be like just the right audience and just the right mood to want something that's just very surface level Mm. but sometimes after you've like read too much heavy shit lately i just for me personally i want that so i do recommend it if that's what you're looking for but it's not a book that i would recommend everyone just to pick up off the shelf does that make sense absolutely it's exactly the way i felt about love victor like it is it's so light and fluffy there's like 
Yes. Th- yeah, there's no... There are no stakes. No, none. Every time there's a problem, it's solved pretty instantly. Everyone understands each other. Mm-hmm. There's no complication. It is just, like, yeah. kind of charming and cute, but, like, there's nothing to it. I think the reason I needed to say this is that, like, when I reached out for book recommendations months ago and I got, like, so many, so many of our listeners are, like literary themes and like love good like well-written shit and i'm like if they go and get this they're gonna think i am like a high school boy so i just need them to know that this is a diversion and it's a it's a bit of a break so don't judge me okay judge him um all right (laughs) speaking of judging someone should we judge me yeah i would love to Michael, it is December 15th, 2016, a bright time in the history of your life and America in general. Please tell us where we were. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, you know, I, I keep having a lovely time in these introductions with you for like the last couple episodes, and then, then I forget where we are in the journal, and I just get deflated. So I'm going to stay chipper because Lord knows Journal Michael's going to need the help from current Michael. Um, hey, guess what? What? I think, I think this episode, we're going to finish... The year 2016. We can oh do it. Oh my goodness. Wow. I know. All right. And then January 2017, nothing bad happens. Oh, I just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are um, knee deep in my dad's drama. He has just told my brother, sister, and I um, about prison. Knee deep in your dad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and we've learned he's probably going to get two to five years. We're prepping for the sentencing Um which, by the way, means we never even were aware that, like, a trial was happening. There was no other court dates we were privy to. The first and only court we will go to is the sentencing, which is... Which we know happens, like, 15 to 30 days, usually, after someone's been convicted. So he, like, went through a whole court proceeding, like, without you guys, where he, like, was in a courtroom. Was it a trial or was it a bench trial? Do you know? What's the difference? Uh, sorry, a, like a, a trial by jury or a bench trial, which is you can waive your right to a jury and just let the judge decide. I think it was just the judge. Um, okay. Also, keep in mind that he's living with my mom in upstate New York, and all of these legal proceedings are a few states away. So somehow he snuck out without anyone knowing to go to his trial. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy. Also, like, was he arrested? Did he have to post bail? I can't remember. I mean, yeah, he must have been. He must have been arrested at some point. I don't. I don't really know the details, honestly. It wasn't that long ago that his like mistress was sending you mystery flowers to your dressing room so Mm -hmm. i wonder if like she paid his bail she was back in his life because of all this drama she was his support system through that and therefore she was like take that she was like thought that she was more important to him than she was and so she was trying to like insinuate herself into his kids lives i don't know i this is a whole there we could write a whole screenplay about that well that's a that's a very good point because um that there is some involvement from her which i think helped us you know not know about it for so long she was funding some of it but i do Uh know at some point she offered to pay his full restitution of like eighty thousand dollars or something um which is like a percentage of you know what he stole and Uh that would have either lessened his prison time or kept him out of it completely and just sent him right to um parole and he did not accept because had he accepted he didn't know how he would hide her from us. So he said no, because um, then his wife and family would find out and he's got a good thing going, meaning like the insurance he's got from my mom. So he'd rather go to prison 
for two to five years than have to admit, like actually say what was going on, which was going to come out anyway, because yeah, I think he was no one's fucking stupid here. He was in some delusional world where he thought nobody would ever find out. And we didn't until after he went to prison and we got in his emails. That is like a uh, honestly, I'm not trying to disparage your father further, but that's like sociopathic is like the the belief that you're smarter than everyone. And that like as long as you manage everyone around you, no one will know because you're the smartest person. You can manage this. No one else is like autonomous, like or intelligent enough to figure out what's going on. That's like sociopathic behavior. Yeah, and and like heavily narcissistic. Um, yeah, it is you're you're exactly right, <laughs> and that's you know wow. part of the, the struggle of all this is like learning this about beyond the fact that our lives just got completely flipped upside down we are just like learning all this stuff about this person that we thought we knew for right. 28 years i wonder if anyone's listening that's more um i don't know I, what am i trying to say qualified than we are to speak about this but um if i had to diagnose him i'd say he was a narcissistic sociopath i mean he definitely has mental health issues but like most of us do so it must be something is just way deeper sociopathy considered a mental illness or a disorder i've is never heard difference? the word sociopathy i've only heard sociopath well <clears throat> sociopathy which is now referred to as antisocial personality disorder is defined by psychology today as a pattern of antisocial behaviors and attitudes including manipulation deceit aggression and a lack of empathy for others all right that that so seems like it hits the nail on the head <laughs> yeah, my armchair diagnosis stands thank you very much don't come for me psychologists so shall we get into the journal well that's it sounds exciting and fun it's december 15th um feeling hard to be funny and improv yeah no shit but i have my moments not sure what else it's all dark applying to cruise ships i want out there we go i said that i was like well i'm not smoking i'm renewing a passport uh-huh that makes sense yep looking for that escape hatch and i do remember thinking that i'm like doing some stupid ass sketch improv comedy and i was like what the fuck is the point uh, like <laughs> every, so unfunny everything is burning yeah um, the 16th of December, feeling hopeless and devastated today. Watching Obama speak seems like no one on earth cares about anyone else. Um, I'm not mm. trying to be flippant about these really sad days. I just am trying not to dwell because that is, I don't think it's like distant enough history that anyone forgets what that was like. <laughs> did, you, did you want um, me to respond? <laughs> no. It was dark, man. I mean, I wonder, I, know. I, I do wonder. I, it, how much the events that are happening in my personal life and the events that are happening in the world are influencing one another? Like, would it be just as dark with just one of these things? Um, probably not just as dark, but I can tell you, even though like I was like freshly married and like in a good place personally, this is a very dark time for me. Um, so like, I remember it as just like walking around feeling completely numb and shocked for a very long time. Like, past inauguration so that coupled with like the worst moment in your family history i uh, again will say i cannot imagine this is um yeah this is like the worst week of my life followed closely by the time i uh threatened to kill my brother when we were moving ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes i remember it well there in the middle of the street in the pouring rain i start screaming I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to slit his throat. I understand murderers now. I understand murder. <laughs> okay. Well, on the 17th of December, uh, don't worry. It stays dark. Crying and miserable with my feet soaking wet on my way to Terrace. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This day. Uh, keep, keep reading. You said she was kind when I got there. Played pick a song game on right up. Uh, were you going home? 
Uh, I don't remember. I guess so. Okay. Um, made a nice dinner and basically had our last family night at home. Oh yeah. Talked okay. about rift with your aunt. Mom has been so strong. Oh, good. Um, so the wet feet is important <laughs> because <laughs> I think I had sneakers on. It's December in New York. It's just full of icy puddles. And I think it was pouring rain. I think it was really gross out. I don't have rain boots. Um, I walk out of my apartment. And again, I've told you before how I feel about going to the east side. Getting to the east side is a fucking nightmare. There is no easy way. You have to like go all the uh-huh. way down or all the way north to get across. They're, I don't know why, why New York hasn't fixed this yet, but they haven't. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm making this journey to my sister's. She rented a car so we can go up. And I just remember like the second I walked out of my building, I stepped in a... Like knee deep puddle, not knee deep, but that's obviously how I remember oh. it. And New York City street water. <laughs> my feet were soaked, and then I've got to make this trek across. I remember I stepped in a couple more because it was like one of those times it was unavoidable. And uh, then right outside of my sister's building, some guy like bumped into me and was like, "Hey, fuck you!" And I was like, "No, you fuck yourself!" I was like, "Don't you?" I was. It was the wrong moment, and I walked in and I just started like as soon as I got into my sister's, I just started bawling because i was like i was just physically and emotionally miserable and she just like gave me a hug that reminds me of that carrie bradshaw moment when she's having a bad day and someone bumps into her and she's like oh you're just so busy just like cannot deal with the other person's rudeness just has to scream at someone on the street that's a very uh new york moment i was so mad so mad actually maybe it was someone coming out of her building and just like bumped me i was like fuck you and the ship you rode in on fuck your mother fuck your dog (laughs) um uh but she just like gave me a hug and was like like i get it i was bawling and um spoiler alert nice spoiler uh for christmas my brother got me really nice rain boots that i still have because (laughs) he was like what do you want for christmas and i was like rain boots (laughs) (laughs) oh you sweet sweet broken child in this moment um so this was literally probably your last night as a family right like you said had our last night as a family but that's like that's real um second to last night okay second to last night because we were this is in our home um yeah we had like i guess a goodbye dinner basically and uh i remember my dad talking about some a family rift and he was again painting one of my aunts like like the villain here and it was like things were starting to unravel but we obviously didn't have the full picture yet of we're you know having dinner with him and spending time we're still like sort of inclined to believe him um but it all just seems like weird and we were like why would this like what you're saying about this aunt just doesn't line up um but you know in a couple of days we mm. figure it all out all it's all just like manipulation yeah basically everything is everyone else's fault um but this yeah. is the second to last night because i think then we have our last night in a hotel room do you want to talk about that rift or is that not interesting um, yeah, it's so my dad is hunting for money from everyone he knows, every friend, every family member. And he went to an aunt and uncle of mine. Um, and like before he could even explain, I say explain, but I mean, probably bullshit, whatever story he was going to bullshit to them. My uncle was like, Hey, um, I know you're obviously in some kind of trouble. I don't know what it's about, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save you here. Um, and just tell you that we don't, we just, we don't want to be involved. Um, and we're, you know, we won't be supplying the money that you will be asking for and he like said it basically before my dad could say anything which is honestly very kind he like didn't make him 
or didn't allow Beg. himself to be bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, that's that's called boundary setting. I mean, if you see what's going on, you can just set those boundaries and say this is beyond what we're willing to do, which is a very hard thing to do. It's respectable adult behavior, but that's that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I really respect this aunt and uncle as well, and I, yeah, I think that's a hard a hard choice, and I'm impressed with um just their ability to to navigate difficult family situations. Um, well, shockingly, it sounds like your dad didn't take that very well. I can't imagine what his headspace is like right now. <laughs> or sure. Imagine knowing you're going to prison in a couple days. I can't. I, I can't yeah. actually. I cannot imagine that. Anyway, what a what that that is. Um, it's one of those like scared straight moments. Like watching Oz. I watched a lot of Oz on DVD in college with one of my roommates, and that show used to scare me so bad because like it showed like how like how rough it can be in prison, but also like how badly one decision can fuck up your entire life. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it scared the shit out of me. The thought of like being locked up, being confined like that. Be, like I, I, I truly cannot um, imagine facing that down and that um, I have a, a huge amount of empathy for people that are looking. I mean, even if it is like, a, I don't know, a, a just punishment. Like I have a ton of empathy for someone looking at like being caged well, it's in a, that way. I mean, you, for some people it is one decision that then ruins your life. Um, and that mm-hmm. I, I cannot imagine the one choice you regret forever for my dad. It was a, a decade of poor decisions. Yes. Yep. That is maybe another thing entirely, but no matter what, I can't imagine the headspace it would put you in just like staring down the barrel of that particular gun. Yeah. Um, okay. So December 18th, <laughs> you said your brother was a maniac and hurt his head on oven on the deck excuse me (sighs) um my brother similar to my behavior yesterday in the puddles uh, on the way to my sister's house was a bit erratic he obviously was feeling it all at once um we are in this weird fucking space in in our childhood home where my mom and dad are trying to like get everything done basically do all the chores you'll ever need to do because this is it um and there was like Mm -hmm. the old oven from the fire uh, was on our deck Mm. and they had to get that into the dump or whatever my brother's trying to do it but my dad is like off doing something else because now we've got literally like 10 hours left before um no more chores can be done and i don't it's weird the things you prioritize under stress like that they're just like yes like hurry up let's get i mean Hire it's like someone is- dies and someone decides they have to clean the bathroom, you know, because yeah. people are going to be in the house. It's all that kind of like like manic. You're, you just glom onto something because you don't know what else to do because you're out of control. So um, my brother uh, decides because my dad is like busy doing something else. He's like, I'll do it myself. And he tries to lift an oven off of our deck and down some stairs. And he slices the fuck out of his hand and like uh, hits his head or whatever else. He like hurt himself badly because he oh just... you said hurt hand i'm sorry it, it, not head okay. hand yeah um huh. i remember that correctly that's fun um uh-huh. <laughs> and then they now we've lost a, a couple hours of our last day because they go to the emergency room oh lord in heaven okay you said everyone's miserable drove tara to see your grandparents um they look great but this is awful this is your dad's parents mm-hmm. uh your grandpa was very vocal oh interesting um yeah i, I must have wrote that because he's a, a very quiet man um but he was you know, outraged at the injustice because he was led to believe by my dad that my dad was framed. Got Amy, uh, second sister, Amy. Mm-hmm. Okay. In NYC, then to a hotel. Oh my God. So you went from your hometown down to the city to get Amy and then out to get a different hotel. Um, where I that? guess this is near where your dad's trial is going to be. Yeah. The sentencing. Yeah. Or sentencing. I mean, yeah. Um, dad read everyone's letters and we drank feels too light sometimes. Um, this is, 
this was awful. This was so terrible. We, um, I mean, the whole thing's awful, obviously. Uh, my dad read through all of our like character letters like out loud in a room together, and I was like, "Why are we doing it?" It's like he wanted all this validation and affirmation because he probably started feeling like a scumbag and needed to hear beautiful things about himself. Uh-huh. Um, maybe that's what I mean by too light. Like we're not really understanding the gravity of the situation like it's just sitting here reading letters like we were joking and drinking and i don't know maybe uh-huh. that maybe we needed that after some a terrible week but um in hindsight it just looks like pretty self-servy like i don't reading these letters feels uncomfortable uh, probably even more so in hindsight than in the moment because like you know you have so much more information now you know and like looking back on like the the play that was going on like this whole like kind of facade that was happening mm-hmm. um him trying to like keep up appearances part of that was probably going back to this like manipulative kind of behavior like convincing in his mind it was convincing everyone else in the room that he was a man of character um which is important to him to like be seen in a certain way even though he's gonna go to sentencing tomorrow and be sent to prison for his actions like that's a ton he's also trying it's like still part of this gaslighting thing where he's um yeah trying to remind us of who he is and this is like you know reminding you guys like solidifying his reputation this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna present me tomorrow and yeah i didn't write it clearly but um i think just the day before he was like i think i've talked about this way earlier in the podcast but he said well i don't think we should come she's it's gonna be scary for her and whatever because he knows Mm -hmm. she won't be she won't be charmed she will (laughs) And you're like, Weebo's the least of anyone's worries. She's a battle axe. <laughs> she's going to be fine. She's seen some shit. She's from Cuba. Right. But obviously that, that was not Fuck. his concern. His concern was that she's right. going to be really fine speaking the truth. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Not only speaking the truth, but also having her there will prove that she does not have dementia, which will True, really yeah. undercut my dad's whole argument. Yep. Um. Okay. Well, here is the day. The day that you label in your journal as the worst day of your life, maybe. Did I write maybe? Yeah, your worst day of my life, maybe. <laughs> so far, that's um, probably what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you listed all of the people um, that were there for your dad. Um, I won't list off all those names, but um, all of them and you at the trial. It went on forever. So much deceit from my dad. 16 months and six years of probation. $285,000. His life is ruined. We spoke on trial. We can try to move on now. Mom is relieved. Skyped Hannah, and I remember calling Amy on the walk home too. We spoke of a new Fuck normal. Fuckface Amy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Never let a chance pass to disparage Amy. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let me just kind of walk through the day. I remember walking into court and walking by the family that um were prosecuting the family who owned the business he was stealing from um which included the man who once owned this company it was by the time my dad was arrested it was his kid's company uh but the man Uh who originally owned it and hired my dad was the The one victim of elder abuse yes was the one who um had alzheimer's so to back up a little bit reminder my dad is here because he was stealing um equipment from the store they sold EMT stuff, firefighter stuff, firearms, um, lots of stuff, and it was a local family-owned thing. He was stealing from the company and selling their products on eBay to the tune of $285,000, and he was saying that the man who originally owned it, the elder who was abused, um, Mm -hmm. had told him 
that because they couldn't afford to do cash bonuses, feel free to take extra merchandise and sell it as your bonus. This is what his argument was. Which would be tax fraud on that person. Like that, the, He's not only blaming him, he's saying that that guy did something like gross business neglect that would like put him on the hook for like a huge yeah, tax bill it, it because it's like non-monetary compensation. Yeah, and of course we see right through this, um, but this is my dad's whole argument that this man promised him these goods, but can't remember it because of the Alzheimer's. And so this is why it's so important to him that, that he's painted as someone sympathetic to, to elders losing their memory and, you know, deteriorating or whatever to prove that he could never abuse someone like this. And I remember my mom being like, why didn't he just, why didn't he just write it down? Why isn't there a contract? Why isn't there proof? And the answer mom is because he was lying. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we're here for. So we walk into the courtroom. We walk by this family. And I remember my brother giving them all the dirtiest looks. um, Like, how dare you, I think, until we then listened to the trial and the sentencing and were reminded what exactly happened. And on the way out, the looks were less dirty. Like, oops. Sorry about that. Um, Also, like, you are not on trial here. Like, this was not about your family, but there has to be, like, what an awful situation to be in. To be, like, sit here and look at these people. Look at, like, what my dad did. You know, like, that that makes you feel, like, guilty by association even though you're not at all. Like, I... I, That's how I would feel because I always get, like, squirmy. And, you know, when someone mm -hmm. near me does something... Uh, embarrassing untoward (laughs) yeah uh so we first before my dad's sentencing comes there it's a public court um so there's lots of sentencings to do that day and everyone is such (laughs) hardcore criminals it was um one guy was uh arrested for child porn another one for selling meth every single person before him went to prison and had long sentences it was it was all like bad bad stuff and it just was not a good harbinger for the day the sort of people he was um you know categorized Mm with Um, yeah first the other side got up to plead their case for why they would like a really strong sentence they were like let's not make light of white collar crime they too often get away with these things um with a slap on the wrist and we need to make make an example of him and the son of the elder man spoke very emotionally and i remember me and my whole family were like wow that sounds really genuine and really hard hmm this is not what mm-hmm. we've been told um and yeah. he was like crying and that someone bilked us for three hundred thousand dollars <sighs> so they deal with their stuff and we i remember being very sympathetic to um the things they were saying and then we have to go up um there's like you said a bunch of names a lot of family members and friends in this courtroom with us and we have to go up one by one the judge or uh, rather my dad's lawyer called us up one by one and a few of us went my brother sister and i went and then a couple other people and then eventually the judge was like okay uh, okay we get it um we're not Mm -hmm. and she was like listen we are not here to judge your character so these character letters don't really matter she's like i'm not i'm not here to judge your life or explain when anything happened i'm here to judge the crime in front of me and that's crystal Mm -hmm. clear um she at one point said you have a lovely family and they seem to care a lot about you and have a lot of wonderful things to say about you, but they are missing something. There is a huge disconnect here between the person they are describing and the person who did these crimes. Mm-hmm. And she was basically Master like, manipulator. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry for them. Sorry for your family because they are confused. Um, 
she didn't say those words, but that was the, yeah, that was the message behind it. Um, what a fucking slap in the face to you guys. Like that, not, not that that's a wrong thing for her to say, but just like that feeling of like, Jesus Christ, you know, our dad better than, you know, than we do, you know, you have a better understanding of this man. We thought we knew that's, that's really, really tough to hear. So we go through all this and finally, you know, she said what she said about him kind of living two different lives. And, uh, then she gives the sentence of what? six 16 months to seven years or something like that um you just wrote 16 months plus six years probation so was it like a minimum sentence of 16 months uh yeah it must have been so he gets it and his lawyer gets up and asks if remember this is december 19th he go he asked the judge if because it was christmas time we could delay the sentencing and have him go in after christmas and i remember just thinking please god no i don't I don't uh-huh. want to sit here and spend, fuck, pretend to have a normal Christmas. I'm like, let's get this over with. Let's begin our new life. Yeah, the next week. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, Jesus Christ, please do not, do not. And she was not having us. She basically laughed. She was like, no, that's not ever how it works. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I was relieved, and my mom was also relieved. But well, you wrote that your mom was relieved too. Yeah, we were really happy for it to. It's been so long now, so long, and especially every night. I mean, you know I'm an anxious person. Just imagine my mother. Um, the <laughs> thoughts going through her head every single night for at least 15 months. It's been a lot, if not more. Like, I don't know what she knew that she didn't talk about. Um, so they handcuffed him um, in his suit. And uh, at this point, we still, again, don't know everything. We're not going to find out until we open emails. Um, but we still, you know, have an affection for him. He says goodbye to everyone slowly and dramatically, as you might imagine. And my brother ripped off, um, like without asking him, he ripped off one of my dad's buttons on his suit uh, because my brother's wedding is in four months and now my dad's going to miss it, obviously. And so he wanted like a little token, a little representation of my dad, uh-huh. which I just think is a funny anecdote because by the time we get to his wedding, my brother would not have invited my dad. Uh, uh-huh. And then, you know, after dramatic goodbyes, he gets handcuffed behind the back and... Um, dragged out of the courtroom and uh brought to prison um and he then you know the 10 or 13 however fucking many of us there were go to the uh lobby of the court building with the lawyer and he tries to explain to us what this means and like he's like we might be able to get him out sooner like he'll still have you know he'll still have appeals and i don't know whatever and i don't think anyone was hearing him at the time like where we've dealt with enough we're just like it's all going right over our heads remember getting out in the parking lot and my mom just looking like she kind of had just a straight face she wasn't saying much but she looked lighter she looked relieved um and we got in the car and went home and i remember my sister and i were driving together and i played john bellion for her um she had never heard him before and i was obsessed with him at this point i played the human condition which we still love we end up going to a few john bellion concerts um but i'm really grateful that we love him because i was like listen Here's the issue. I love this album, and I really don't want you to associate it with the worst day of our lives, but I would like to listen to it now. Um, and luckily, we, while I obviously remember that we listened to it, it's not, like, um, married to terrible feelings. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm at an all-time low, 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 that is quite a day. I mean, did you go just like drink yourself into a stupor that night? Like I would have had, I would have needed substances. I feel like, what did you do? Um, 
I don't remember. I probably had weed. The last the last thing I remember of this no, day No, you is, weren't smoking because cruise ships. Oh, right. Right. I don't know. Maybe I drank, but I the only, the last, like, snippet of memory I have from this is uh, walking th- on, like, 8th Avenue on the phone with Amy. Just like, yeah, this just happened. And she was like, what the fuck? Um, but I don't, I don't even remember, like, getting home that night. I don't remember anything else. You, you just went home to the city. Yeah. Just yeah. back back home I think to I it. work the next day. <laughs> Um, you did work the next day. I, we're not going to get through the end of this year because uh, that's just too much for one episode. Uh, but I do want to get out of the courtroom in the journal. Also, want to bring this full circle because do you remember the very first day that we recorded our podcast? That he that I got a text about. Yeah. Did we talk about that on the podcast? I think so. I don't think that day. The day that we recorded our, our pilot, Mike gets a text that... His dad is out of prison and he had no idea. No one in the family knew an aunt just happened to mention it to your mom. Right. Yeah. An aunt was like a gossipy aunt, a Fox newsy aunt uh-huh. was like, guess what? Uh-huh. I texted my mom. Guess what I heard today? Like, fuck that noise. Spilling some tea. Yeah. Fuck her. That is honestly. so rude. Like, uh, thank uh-huh. you. Thank you for telling us because we wouldn't have known any other way, honestly. But like, uh-huh. guess what I heard? How about like, Hey Rose, I got some news today that I think you should know. Can I give you a call? That would be nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mom has not forgiven that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get a couple days past this because God damn, I need to get out of that courtroom. Um, December 20th, you just said, went to work like any other day, telling people what's going on. The anger phase has set in for me, Tara, and Chris. <laughs> watched, Will, watched Will and Grace with Claire. First of all, Will and Grace is therapy, so I really appreciate that. Also, um, yeah, the, the, the anger phase of, of mourning. <laughs> Yeah, um, happens pretty quick sometimes. There was a lot of sympathy, and then it quickly became rage. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm justified. <laughs> I think so too. Um, on the 21st of December, you worked a double at Blossom. Morning was terrible, and I was in a bad mood, but it got better in the evening. Why well, was I in a bad mood? What happened? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Woman tipped me a hundred dollars and said I reminded her of her son. Big smiley face. That is so sweet. Oh. She come. She um became like a regular of mine constantly. Like I would sit with her while working and like chat, and she always gave me a lot of money and was really sweet and just like I don't know, just a really nice um guest. That's, that's all. But she comes back very sweet. I um when I was a bartender that like one that one year that I I was a bartender in college. Um, I I was going to class like online in the evenings on the weekends. I was bartending full time at a restaurant and I had a bunch of, of like regulars that would come in and just sit at my bar top and um, you know, people that we were excited to see a few of the other bartenders had been there for like years. And so like, you know, these reg- regulars would come in and um, anyway, there was this one beautiful couple. They would come in and order the same bottle of wine. Like every time they were there, um, they'd come in maybe once a week or every other week. Um, and it, we were very lucky if they sat at our bar cause they were super sweet to us. And when I quit that job, it was to go, I was leaving to go backpacking with my ex and I was going to be gone for like three months or something. Wow. And they were so sweet and they had seen me like work a lot and saving money. And on my last shift that with, that I was with them, they left me like, I can't remember what I, it was a huge amount to me. I think it was like 250 or 500 bucks wow. like on the tip and, and wrote a note on the receipt and they were like, we're inspired that you're going out living your dream. You're doing stuff we didn't do when we were younger. Please uh, spin this and it like spin this on something you wouldn't normally spend this money on. That or is you wouldn't so normally sweet. Spend money on. It was so nice. <laughs> it was like, I, I will always remember that. Sometimes things are okay when waiting tables. <laughs> All right. Finishing December 21st, you said, watch some of a Tony Bennett concert wrapped Claire. And Oh my God, you got a gift for your awful female roommate. Oh, of course. Cause 
I got Claire a gift because we're friends. And then it felt like it'd be so rude to not get this other woman a gift. Like, we're all here at Christmas. Like, I, I want to have a little gift for her. That's the thing. She was like, uh, it wasn't, obviously, I only write the most heinous thing. She was like, nice enough. She was fun to hang out with sometimes. She was just like, so inconsiderate as a roommate. I know I'm really painting a strange juxtaposition of this person. Terrible you to truly, live with. Truly. I mean, would never do it again. Bad like, friends, crashes your parties, declines your Venmo request when you buy her food. Smokes all that in shit. the living room day one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't Damn, good. Boo. Um, I just like she seemed to have a good heart, and I don't want to. I don't want to demonize someone with a good heart too much. Fair. I mean, fair enough. That is that is big of you. Um, listen, nothing happens on December twenty second. You take another improv class. You don't feel funny, and then on <laughs> December twenty third, it looks like you're heading home, and I think that's a whole new family dynamic. So let's save that for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was. That was quite a week in the life of Mike Wessels. Um, I'm sorry that we had to talk about the worst day of your life, but I um, continue to be impressed with you and your ability to keep a smile on your face and talk about things uh, that are not probably very easy to remember. First of all, the worst day of my life, I'm sure, does not compare to the worst day of a lot of people's lives. Like, that that was bad. We don't compare trauma. Okay, that's true. Um, but second <laughs> of all, like, it's not, it's not a fresh wound. I'm, I've really processed this. I feel really yeah. fine to talk about it. Did we hear from any of our loyal listeners this week? We actually got a bunch of listener mail, but there is one that really stuck out. Um, it's this beautiful, long email from Court, um, and I'm going to just read some highlights of it because it is very sweet. Mike and Cam, my backspace is going to die from exhaustion by the time I reach the end of this message. I know exactly what I want to <laughs> say and how I feel, but I can't seem to transcribe my inner thoughts. Here we go. The past few months have been filled with listening, laughing, singing, reflecting, and relating with both of you. The friendship you have is so true and gay, and I love it, in caps. <laughs> I was late to the MBFJ party. I didn't hear about your podcast until I was listening to another podcast Mike was on in March of 2021. That was Scott Flashheart's Probably True. When I heard Mike there, I thought to myself, I want to hear more from that guy. Crazy, right? I cannot say how glad I am that <laughs> I decided to take that time to look into the show. That is crazy. I didn't sound terribly eloquent on that show because I didn't edit it. Um, <laughs> when I started listening, you had over 90 episodes out. The moment I heard the first one, I was hooked. I finally caught up last week. It's been a long time coming. It was almost sad that I had to wait to listen to another episode. Since I began working from home in March of 2020, I haven't had a morning commute to listen to my daily podcasts. Instead, you've become my folding laundry, washing dishes, working out companions for the last three months. It was so nice at the beginning of the show, listening to your thoughts and experiences before everyone's world was turned upside down. I've thought about reaching out so many times, but I decided not to do so until I caught up on the show. I'm not sure why, but maybe that's my type A personality coming out. There's so much to say about the show, but I'll try to convey my feelings without becoming without this becoming a novel. Um, it did become a novel, but it's a novel I'm very happy to read. <sighs> then he wrote a bunch of paragraphs about me and about you separately, about the things he relates to and loves, and it's very sweet, and um, I might feel just a little bit too bashful to read. Um, <laughs> I will say by the time I got to the end of this email, um, my eyes were a little moist. Um, it was very sweet. It's one that I'm going to flag in the inbox and uh, refer back to when I need a little pick-me-up. He was uh, uh, very sweet to reach out. Thank you, Court. Also, he did say that he had a um, a similar coming out story to mine with uh, with with conservative parents uh, in Oklahoma, uh, being raised in a pretty strict religion. Um, and it's always I don't know. It always like warms my heart when people can can relate to my coming out story, and we can have um, similar experiences and still come out as you know fully formed adults. So um, love to hear it. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. You are um, a, a sweet man. We're happy to have you as a listener. Okay, and I think we will leave it there this week. Folks, if you want more of My Best Friend's Journal, you can check us out on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. Please give us a follow there. You can also send us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. 
or go to our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps get the show out there, and I really mean it. All right, Mike, that does it for this week. Until next time, always remember... Almost nothing's gayer than a three-way with Ali Main. <laughs>